Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I am joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How was your Monday? Well, this might be one of those podcasts where people all download it from around the world when somebody dies in a tornado. It's because he's mm-hmm, recording mm-hmm. a podcast, and it's live. Like, oh man, can you? That's what's going to happen. That's what's. That's how my Monday's going. Where uh, long story of it is that I'm in the middle of a tornado right now. They had the tornado warning outside, which is. I think it was in Spencer, about 10 miles away, um, but anytime, anywhere in between here. And we sat downstairs for what? what was I gone? 20 minutes? We were getting ready to cord? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and then we sat in the in the pantry, local center of the house type stuff, and sheltered in place, hail everywhere, my whole back porch and front porch and lawn and everything just covered in ice, um, as has happened a couple times this year. Um, and yeah, it's still out there, lightning, storming, and who knows what happens. But you know what? The show must go on, Dennis. Yeah, got to got to record, like the musicians on the Titanic. Yes, we have have to have to continue. If, if it gets uh, the house starts shaking, all and I I tell you, it's been an honor and privilege, Dennis. Then you know what's happening. <laughs> you know you know what's going. Uh, so yeah, how, how about you? Are you weathering the uh, the tornadoes out there in the in the West area? Yeah, there's, there's no. Uh, I actually saw real rain today for maybe the first time in a month. That's crazy. I, I tell you, every time I think of the North, the Pacific Northwest, I think that it's just rain all the time. But I'm clearly well, wrong. According to one of the locals that I met last week, um, having some lunch when I went into town to pick up some Prime Day purchases. Ooh, um, Prime Day, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, it it doesn't really rain in the summer. Um, instead, the the rains that they're known for happen in the winter, supposedly, allegedly. I don't know. Maybe it's different. Allegedly. About an hour north of here is Seattle, and maybe the, yeah. the climate changes as you get close to, uh, what is that, Puget Sound? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's the right one. Someone, <laughs> someone will email us and let me know. Um, but yeah, it rained a little bit today. Kind of intermittent sprinkles, though. Not anything like a real... Um, real, real, like downpour or anything like that. Oh, that's good. The uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't bad here today, and all of a sudden just kind of smashed us here in the evening. So sure. yeah, and it, it's a. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a uh, rain season or like storm season here. We here in Indiana, where I'm at, Southern Indiana, we get we've for those that aren't around this area, we we get tornadoes nowhere like the middle not the the middle of the country, Tornado Alley, but we get a lot of them. Um, regularly, they do massive amounts of damage that, you know, it's, it, I think it's, I'd really like to see the amount of damage. I wonder what the amount of damage does in Kansas. Uh, granted, I've seen some terrifying tornadoes in Kansas, but I know that that state's so open and wide, um, that a lot of those mm-hmm. tornadoes don't hit anything, you know, or maybe just right. a farmhouse here. Indiana's pretty populous from city to city. It's, you know, there's not but 10 minutes between another city in this, in this town, um, which would be about 10 miles. So when a tornado hits, there's a real good chance that it does lots of damage to a lot of homes. Um, and this year, a place called Spencer, which is 10 miles from my house, has had at least three Category F3 tornadoes this year. And I think that's just where the siren went off tonight. I feel terrible. Someone has cursed in that city. Um, <laughs> and it's ruin- ruining it for everybody else. Yeah. yeah. So how's your week been? It's been okay? Done anything good? Fun? Interesting? Um, nothing too exciting. I did move camp yesterday, but I only moved about a half hour. 
So okay. um, I'm at a new campground. It is kind of tucked into the the, the name of the park is Paradise. Um, okay. Which because it's a paradise, Dennis. It's a paradise. A, a little bit, yeah. It's sort of built on a hill. Um, paradise means, on a hill. Oh my gosh. I I well, I'll yeah. It's it's sort of on the back, <laughs> on the back side of a hill. Um, okay. The sights are all a little uneven, so w- what I do get is anytime there's a little bit of a breeze, the camper shakes a little more than normal because it's um, the one wheel is propped up on these blocks that you use to level a camper out, um, and so it's a little more uh, elevated than than normal. But to get out of the park, you go up this hill, right? There's like the pool and the little general store thing are at the bottom of this hill and then i think there are more sites that go even down farther go down even farther but you go up the hill to the entrance and then as you go out of the entrance you crest this rise and then there's this valley with a beautiful lake and you could see the mountains um on the other side of the lake it's a really pretty spot all of that is out of sight of the campground (laughs) so (laughs) it's close like i could probably take dog and walk up there and see it but i can't see it from camp like i just see other campers and uh trees <laughs> big oh, tall see. pines uh here in the in the pacific northwest still seems very very pretty i mean i like the whole yeah. idea camping yeah. out, out west seems very very cool and, and we've talked about it multiple times in the store the, and on the show is that um you know just the topography changes so much and and actually mm-hmm. The most stark thing about East and West is the not just the topography; it's also the vegetation. The trees are just different. Um, yeah, yeah, and and this is one of those cases where I don't know if I've talked about this before, but in let's see, uh, in June for most of June, uh, because I I traveled on July second um, in the middle of the fourth weekend, sort of because we worked Monday and then had Tuesday off. It was weird. Um, but in June, I was at a park on the Idaho border. So if you know states at all, which is funny, because I got a picture of Mount Rainier on my drive mm-hmm. uh, two weeks ago. Gigantic mountain here in the U.S. Yeah, huge mountain in Washington State. And I posted it on uh, one of the discords that I'm on with people from all over uh, the world and and one of the guys I think he's Swiss or maybe French said um, uh, is there are mountains in Washington D.C. I'm like no it's Washington State and they're confused mm-hmm. right? they didn't yeah. know and I'm like I could not name any place in Switzerland aside from Zurich uh, <laughs> so you know um, or I guess Geneva but. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to judge you for not knowing that there's Washington State in Washington, D.C. Because then, of course, their question was, what state is Washington, D.C. in, if it's a city? I'm like, well, it's complicated. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a whole thing, guys. It's a whole thing. But, but yeah, the, the you know, topography and, and, and vegetation and climate and everything was so different, was so different, is so different here than where I was at the other end of the state, which is not unusual. You know, there are a fair amount of states where, you know, not even counting states like Texas that are gigantic. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the difference in, I was talking to my brother, David, who lives in Florida, 
and trying to remember where the different cities are um because in in florida because it's also a massive state and you know there's probably not a lot of similarity in culture in climate in in vegetation between like jacksonville and st petersburg or um uh st petersburg is that right or uh, miami or even orlando which is just in the middle Um, but the the east side of washington state is is very um not it wasn't desert where i was but if i went a little further west from the idaho border it got more desert like and then i went through the mountains um i think it's still the the sierra nevadas okay I should know these things, but I don't. <laughs> um, that's, I think there's just the one mountain ridge um, okay. that runs up through Washington on the east side of Seattle, right? So you go through the mountains, and then you're on the other side between the mountains and the ocean, and the climate completely changes. Like, instead of being this kind of dry, arid, there's still tall pines, but the like trails through the park are really dense like with vegetation you can i can tell that and they actually did this at the park i just came from the guy goes around you know every so often and just cuts cuts all that stuff back with a mower and weed whacker and whatever um to maintain the trail otherwise it would just be overgrown and there's a lot of like bushes and vines with thorns on them and stuff like mm, that where right. um the park over by Idaho was very dry and the elevation was higher. Like there are a lot of factors, um, but that's a common thing where uh, like moisture rain and stuff will come off of the ocean and get as far as the mountains. And then, you know, all the rain will have fallen, like the clouds will dissipate and, and stuff like that. You'll get some rain, but it's, you know, night and day on opposite sides of a mountain range like that. Yeah, right. Man, it's it's just a it's a different world, you know, a different place. Yeah. Like I said, America's a big place. Mm-hmm. Um so I what I did so I did this week, I um I got to play some games and watch some some shows and some movies. I actually feel pretty productive about my media entertainment uh time spent <laughs> this week. I'm I'm Good, pr- really happy productive, with it. Uh that's a funny way to describe that, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, productive for the show. I always, that's what I, obviously the show is something that, that I enjoy doing the show. And I also enjoy the things we talk about in the show. It's why we do the show is we get to do a lot mm-hmm. of reasons. But one of them is I, I, I like doing the things that we, I'm doing air quotes here, guys, are made to do for the show. Right. right. Like we have, I have to do this. I have to watch a show. Like I, I like that. I actually, I like the idea that like, say you and I have this podcast and we say, we're going to watch this movie. If it's bad or not, there is some time in my week that I have to sit down and at least have a, a, a film playing in front of me or around me, at least at the very minimum, right? Right. Um, for a week. And, and that's, that's like a thing I have to do, which feels pretty great. It's always one of those things like people say, oh, I love doing my job or doing something, you know, do something you love type thing. This is one of those things is that when I say I have a productive week, it's productive because I've, for the podcast, I've done something that I absolutely love doing. 
Um, so yeah. we just play games. Uh, I played some board games, uh, played some video games, and watched some some movies and some TV shows. Those are just things I love doing, and then I get to come talk about them here. So, yes, very productive and fun yeah. week. It's like a it's like a book club a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's you know it's a ho- hobby thing, right? Or, or anything you mm-hmm. might do. And and you're right. And everyone is right. Of course, if if this was a job that you could get paid for. We obviously do not get paid uh, money here, and if we, it, but if we did, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful job, and you know, love love the people. and And I don't want to like besmirch or belittle anybody who does this for for a career because what they do is like it's so it's it is a lot of work. I know a lot of content creators. We've talked about content creators before, right? Are very hard workers. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I play just as a it's just anything very passive. I'm not promoting this game anyway. It's called uh, Street Fighter Duel for like iOS. It's on everything. Um, it's just a free-to-play game, right? One of those mindless things you can click on once a day and do a couple things. Do your um, chores or dailies. Yeah, do your chores. You do your thing to get your, your random draw picks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm enjoying it for what it is, but nothing more than that. But I, I, at one point last week or something, I was like, well, what team should I have? I'm, I've been playing it long enough where I've got damn near everything maxed out or close to it. Um, I should have like some, at this point I should stop just kind of mindlessly clicking things and think about what I'm doing. If I want to get stuff. You um, want, you want Chun-Li and. Right. And Guile or whatever, right? You know, I'm, right. I'm, I'm all, I'm all out of Street Fighter characters. <laughs> right. Johnny right. Kang? Is that one? <laughs> no, wrong, wrong thing. No, That's wrong. wrong game. I'm thinking of Luke Lu Kang is what you're thinking of. And Johnny Luke Cage. Uh, that was nice that you crossed those Mortal Kombat characters there, but. <laughs> uh, no, not, so, yeah, neither franchise uh, have I played more. I, I mean, I've never owned either one. No, so, that's interesting. I'm, I, I think maybe I played a, a mobile. Uh, or were you no, played? I'm, uh, I'm thinking of the injustice. I'm thinking game. of injustice, which yeah. at least the mobile version was made by the same company that made a mobile version yeah. of Mortal Kombat. I don't know. I mean, it, it was made by NetherRealm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was, yeah. that was actually a good one. Uh, and matter of fact, that one, that one, and the Mortal Kombat game that came out at the same time, are templates for many, many copies from then on out on for sure. fighting games. Something the way they did. So anyway, um, I I just decided that you know I'm I'm doing good casually, just mindlessly doing some stuff and setting up teams mm-hmm. a little bit. Not too, too. but I thought I should I should like okay I'm at the point now where I'm ranked on the server uh, like ninth just by not doing anything. I think well I. I know there the whales are one, two, and three. You can tell them they're like so far ahead of everybody. But I can, I if I think and put a little effort, I can get to like number four or five and and do that kind of stuff. So I went down and looked, pulled it up on Google, and there's lots of videos of people talk, talking on, on it. most games you pick up nowadays. There's just videos, and listen to a cool content creator. You know he's doing the stuff and he's got show. He's really really good. And he I was really impressed with the way he presents stuff and it talks and. And and I I just had to put a little kind of effort into thinking about him and his work here. Um, that yes, he's playing a game and he's playing the game that I know and, and and all the things that he has to know to do. And when he talks about well, there's the percentage here because I talked to a friend who knows how to get into the back of the code and he can see these things in the code. I mean, wow, this guy when he's not recording and he's not doing the stuff, he's doing work, right? He's oh, yeah. going and and constantly networking with people and answering questions and it's a it's a lot of work so yeah um, there's there's usually editing there's self-promotion like it's a real job it's a real job it really is and and i'm 
that's all goes with this. You know, I enjoy what we do here for the podcast and really fun. And, and I know that those content creators are also having fun doing what they do, but they also, when you start making a lot of money, you're, you are doing a good portion of your time, not the, the not fun things. Um, so sure. people who are successful deserve a lot of credit for, for doing what the things they do. Even, even the real terrible people, the PewDiePies or the whatever, they, at some <laughs> point were working hard to do where they've got, you know? Yeah. We don't make any money off this, but we still do some things that aren't fun. Like, Watch the yeah. room. <laughs> right, that's true. Well, what did we say today? We were talking, you and I were discussing a little bit, uh, over 320 films um, that we've watched, and that's not including TV shows and series and such, but um, yeah. in our, what are we at, six years now, something like that, uh, you know, we're 320 films. is It's pretty good, um, and that's good. I, I look at that number, and I feel good about it because I... I know I've watched a lot of film media in my life, but I could never really kind of put it into perspective. How much is a lot? What is too little? Whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and a lot so, of those, a lot of those are things we'd already seen or things we would have watched anyway. If like correct. on the spreadsheet, you know, I put stuff that we both saw in the theater, like the, uh, across the spider verse or, um, or anything like that. But, yeah. There are a decent amount of movies we've seen for the podcast that we would not have watched. Um, yeah. All organically. Right. Just, I mean, this week's is a good example. I mean, maybe you would have, but right. I, I right. think I had heard about this movie somewhere, but probably would not have, like at most it would have gone on my queue to maybe watch at some maybe point. And then I, and I would never get to it. Like, uh, right. like mad God, which has been in my queue for, like a year and a half goes on the netflix my list yeah yeah yeah, exactly yeah well the um so yeah yeah the you're right seeing a lot of those things it's a it's a good kind of thing uh we also for those that are listening we have uh, you and i already have at least 100 more that are on our our list that we're going to be watching in the future um so that's i don't know it's just good i know it's a long answer for your question how was your week but man i (laughs) It's nice. It's good. I, I enjoy it. And, and I get to, with the... yeah. And I get to sit down and, um, you know, what game can I, I, I have to, sometimes I can be like, well, I always say people lose track of games and their hobbies when they just stop doing them. Uh, cause sometimes, you know, you're like, Oh, I got to make time for miniatures or painting or whatever. Like, Oh, I just mm-hmm. don't have time. Well, you got to make time. And our buddy Trotsky has said that before, you know, he, he would always say going to beers on Thursday with the guys or games on Tuesday. It's that you carve it out. You make the time to make sure what you do, what you like to do. Um, yeah, it's you not, know, uh, you know, this is nothing, nothing profound, but it's it's okay. just priorities. Like, what are you, you know, how, how do you want to spend your time? And I don't, I'm not going to judge anybody for how they want to how they want to spend their time but um yeah you just yeah you just decide yeah and i'm and i'm and personally i'm i'm very i'm you know 40 what am i 48 now um at the it's nice to to be well many a couple decades ago i was very solidified in the fact that um this is what i want to do these are my hobbies these are things that i like and make that a priority in my life um and and I know a lot of people have said they have hobbies and then their priority becomes when they get family and they just they lose that kind of stuff and they're wrapped up in other things. I'm really happy that I've at this stage of my life have gone through 
child raising and families and things like that. And is still, and I'm still involved and in, happily involved with my, the hobbies that make me happy and having a podcast show. So I get to play things like uh, this week um, that maybe I, I would not have played. I played a uh, power wash. Is that the name of it? Look up here. Um, power wash simulator. Power wash simulator. Why is okay. something is wrong with my, my desktop? Um, yeah. Power wash simulator. Uh, that's messed up. Like I never would have played like that game, but, but I'm always like, Hey, this looks weird and interesting and let's boot it up and see what happens. You know? Um, and I, it, it actually was pretty great. I, my, my little review of it is, um, mindless fun. Um, I don't know, man, I don't even know if I call it fun. That's a terrible thing to say. It's not work. I know people say, Oh, it's like a, a work. What it is is like, um, I always had it on when I was watching a movie or a show. You know, and I would have that. I have two monitors, and so it'd be on the left monitor with a movie and show, and then this power washing game where they give you a, a sure. playground or something, and you've got to pick different uh, nozzles, which better for whatever, and then you're cleaning stuff off and making on, a beautiful uh, paint job. Um, the the guys on the core podcast on Frog Pants, um, I used to listen to. It's a, it started as a Heroes of the Storm podcast, and then became general video gaming. They called that type of game chore core chore core yeah sure because yeah, yeah. there, there are a bunch of those chore kind of games and i've never played one exactly like that but i've played games that are like it right like the way that i used to play minecraft is that way like mm-hmm. there was some creativity to it but a lot of it was just resource gathering and then okay here's my wall i need to make it 12 high so i'm going to go around and put one layer of blocks then i need to go get more run them back there and put those on um or hard space shipbreaker where you're taking apart derelict spaceships um same kind of thing i got through like five seasons of the west wing playing that game (laughs) right yes because exactly that 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 show is so dialogue heavy um and i have a bunch of shows that i've either watched or second watched um that way like original star trek tng Mad Men, Scrubs, uh, right? The Office, maybe Friends once. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're they're great for that. And and chore core is the right thing because these can be seen as chores. Um, and that is the right thing. The power wash one. The reason I'm trying to pick my mind is I have a power washer, and easily five six years ago when I first bought my power washer, I walked outside and happened to just play with it and sprayed my driveway. And at my old house, I had like a four car driveway. It was pretty big. And it left a line on there. I was like, what the heck, man? And you don't realize that how dirty something is until you run a power washer over it. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And something was triggered in my head with, this feels satisfying to clean this off, right? Mm-hmm. You, you clean it square off. You're like, that looks beautiful. And it's the same kind of thing if people who enjoy mowing the lawn, right? They'll mow a lawn, they'll look at the house and say, that's beautiful. They'll make yeah. a... They'll make a, a flower garden and they'll put fresh mulch down and plant new flowers. They'll stand back and say, that makes me feel satisfied. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's what these games tap into. Right. Yeah. I think, I think we've them. talked about this cause I've, I've never played any of them, uh, but I have used a power washer. Um, yeah. and I know, you know, what that experience is like, like you get wet and kind of dirty, but you, you go through, I mean, and I've watched the like time lapse videos on Instagram reels or TikToks where a guy like will edge a 
walkway and oh yes yes right you know just push back the the overgrowth of nature to to Mm -hmm. you know reclaim somebody's sidewalk or something and it's right it's very satisfying it's very satisfying i can see the appeal of those games it's probably why i have never bought one of them because i'm like i would just play too much of that game (laughs) right yeah i i did uh I, I have to to stop. I had to stop myself on that one because it was getting like two in the morning, and I'm like, I can I can load up another episode of wherever I'm watching, and then you know mm-hmm. uh, do this one because it's one of those things where you don't have to watch visually watch the thing, so you get the visuals of the game and the, the sound of the other thing. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 a it's a it was a real good thing, and and I I will say, um, I get these a lot of these kinds of games. Um, so people who are listening think oh, I don't have time to spend ten dollars here, ten dollars there. I agree. Uh, on this one, full disclosure, I subscribe to Microsoft Game Pass uh, hmm. on the PC, and it's ten dollars a month, and you get a right. large, large library of games all the time. Yeah. Uh, I do highly, re- not being paid by them, but I do highly recommend it. Um, if you enjoy Netflix and because you like watching movies and TV shows, if you like video games, why would you not do the same kind of thing where you pay ten dollars and can pick from all these different ones? Um, and Power Wash Simulator is an example of watching Netflix and watching some B movie that you might have watched before, but never really would have paid for. Um, the same kind of a thing. And yeah. and I think while Game Pass does have some good AAA titles that are like amazing that you get to play, obviously like Netflix, the majority of them are these Power Wash Simulators or or kind of small games. Um, yeah, and- we we talked about Game Pass when we were playing. Um, Back for Blood. Oh, right. Was, that was on there, was wasn't it? Day one on Game Pass, and that's when I had it. And then I went through kind of a, a period phase of not not really playing video games, and so I canceled it. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I spent I, I the weekend it... playing um, Captain of Industry again, which is a game oh, I yeah. think we've talked about, but I um, I had my PC going again and i'm like what do i want to play like i i was i was doing the the big uh diablo 4 stuff but then you know Mm -hmm. everybody's waiting for the season and we're really close to the season now so i was like what else do i have here what's going on in my steam um you know steam library and um i had this game it's early access and i'd played it for a while it's one of those um that's just a real time sink hole for me, um, like Factorio. But <laughs> right. uh, they had another, they had a big update. Like there weren't any, it went into early access, you know, it, it, I played the demo and then it, uh, maybe it wasn't when I played the demo. Anyway, not important. It came out in early access and then there were no updates for a while. And people were like, what's going on? Is it going to, and so I checked it. Thursday, Friday. And so there was an update and I was like, okay, that looks cool. That looks cool. Nothing hugely major, but you know, some, some new, new features and some quality in life, quality, quality of life improvements kind of things. And so, yeah, I spent the whole weekend playing that. Hmm. Nice. That's, that's pretty fun. I guess it's uh, those mindless games are, are so fun. I think uh, against the storm was one of those mindless kind of games mm-hmm. that we played for a while back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, what, what else did I get to play this weekend? Uh, a little played a little bit. I've already talked last week about Children of Morta. I played a little bit more of that one. 
Hmm. Um, I can say I, I gave it a middling kind of review that it's, you know, takes long, slower. Uh, I have played it more and was able to unlock more, which is kind of important for these kind of games. Sure. Um, unlocked more characters to give you more stuff. Uh, I would say that if I put it at a six out of 10, I'd probably up it a, a notch to seven because some characters have made the game feel better. Hmm. Um, you know, as you start to unlock some abilities, you feel more control of things. Uh, a game like Hades um, feels pretty quickly that everything's exciting and everything's fun. I think Children yeah. of Morta takes as a slow burner that you, you know, it takes a long time to unlock some things and those things are fun, but it takes a while to get them. Sure. Uh, and you take kind of dedication. So that, that's uh, improving my Children of Morta based on more playtime. Uh, I will say that I'm close to the point, and I'm only, I would say there's, I think there's about like six or seven main characters. You can see their silhouettes. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten four um, unlocked that I know of without looking at anything, right? And um, so I would guess I'm like 20% into the game, not very far. And uh, I can't see myself eager to load it back up. Not that it's bad. I'm just, because of that, like everything is so long, you have to play it so often to get one little step up. Um, you and I talked about earlier, like it's more than just the cost of a game for this, the cost, it's your time. And, sure. you know, and I'm like, well, I got, there's a lot of other things I'd like to play and can get more excitement in front of it. So yeah, uh, that's children more to, um, I'm ready for Diablo this week, right? We're going to start playing that again. I think that's today is recording on the 17th. Yeah, it's like Thursday, I think, is the new season, the first season. Yeah, so I'm sure uh, our friends will uh, all take the day off, and we don't know it, and they'll be <laughs> level one, one. They'll be 75 by the end of Thursday, sure. um, a couple of our friends. But, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that a little bit this this weekend. I still haven't seen Indy 5. Keep holding off to watch that with my grandma. But it's yeah, getting I've, to the point where I need to go watch it now. Cause I've, it's, I've, it's, heard, I've heard mostly bad things terrible things yeah right and and, it, and it, the longer it goes on it keeps getting worse from anyone else who continues to see it you know or grown worthy when i say i mentioned i gotta watch it but i have to go watch it in a theater i just got to it's almost like a completionist sure. thing right sure seeing terrible stuff i mean um, when when i see people you know not critics but like other people in the online communities discords that i'm on are like yeah it's worse than crystal skull because oh, terrible to hear. Because huh? Crystal Skull, you know, they'll say Crystal Skull has a kind of good bad charm to it, mm-hmm. and they're like, this doesn't even really have that. So yeah, I don't have any interest in that one. I will. That's rough. Probably, I think I talked about this before. I discovered that um, the Regal Theater chain has cheap uh, Tuesday nights, which is a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems to be like the the Marcus yep. Theaters. I talked about that at length. Um, and so I might, I think we're doing virtual games this week. So probably not this week, but, um, maybe next week I'll go drive out to a Regal theater and see, um, Mission Impossible colon whatever part one. Oh, Dead Reckoning. Dead Reckoning. I, I, I did see that. Um, and I will leave my thoughts on that until we talk then, if you're going to watch it next week. Uh, are there I, any, I, I, are there any ships or boats in that movie? Is that a spoiler? No, I don't think there is. Okay. Um, there's a lot 
of things, adventure things, right? So it's hard. I have to like scan through. Oh, there's, yes. I will say, let's put it this way. One of the the areas they're in is Venice. Okay. So so there's at least a minimal where they're going around on boats somehow. Okay. I I just would because Dead Reckoning is expression for um like navigating uh um without any references. Usually oh, that's interesting. for the sea like if it's cloudy you can't see the stars or um That's interesting. They it's they like, say like, they say that term in the first like opening montage or then and they where they're saying some exposition and they say dead reckoning mm-hmm. and I I still didn't get because they're just setting up like they're setting up the show and yeah. they say dead reckoning but but it's mixed in with a lot of things about setup um I'm like oh they said the word right I still so within the, same... the context couldn't get what that is and plus I didn't know what the movie's about so now that you say that. It is a part one, so I don't know the whole story. Now that you're telling me what it means, I'm going to have to think about that now in the context of what I think the show's about. I can't tell because I don't know part one. Um, yeah. And it's... Um, so you say it's like mystery or, or, or unknown or something you said or hidden? It's it's, nav- it's basically navigating with no references. Like normally, you know, pre-GPS, a, a navigator at sea would use like a sextant and you know they calculate mm. based on the height of the sun above the horizon or where the where the different constellations are and and that kind of thing and and dead reckoning is where and and obviously if you're navigating on land you have landmarks but at this on the sea you don't have you know once you get out of sight of land you have none of those um Obviously, there's no land um, yeah, for landmarks. Right. That's right there in the name. Um, where Dead Reckoning is like is navigating without that, right? So it's like a it's like a form of just your sense of direction. Like you're kind of guessing, but you know, you're 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 reckoning with no reference. So it's dead reckoning, I guess. I want I want to hear now that you've explained that to me. I want to hear when you watch it. Uh, Why your I thoughts think it's called on that? The, what what you think about that? Yeah, okay. like uh, that's interesting um, because I don't I don't think that they're very overt about like saying the the name you know that what that is and what this is. But I have a feeling if you're smart or or quick enough, you can kind of piece together maybe what that word means with this show. And, but I I want to hear what you think about that when you come back. So. Anyway, think of dead wreck. Now that you know the definition, maybe I would have looked at it differently. Now I know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, it's funny. Yeah. It's like, um, um, uh, like Pride and Prejudice. Like yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure that there are people who maybe not have read the book, but have seen the adaptations, the miniseries of the movie, um, and don't, and don't think about those words and what they mean. Um, right. You know, is it? I mean, the, the, they make a joke about it in um, uh, "You've Got Mail," right? It's, uh, Meg Ryan is always reading it, and Tom Hanks tries to read it, and she makes a joke about you know which of them is proud and which of them is prejudiced, and oh right, yeah. The reality is both, right? They're they're both right. proud and they're both prejudiced in different ways at different times in the story. Um, Right. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you to watch it just for that part. <laughs> I, I, I will say that it, it actually does I have a story. I was knocking it before I ever saw it, that the, the way that we've, t- we've heard of them shooting and planning an action scenes first and then writing a story on set. Right. Um, Fox has said this on his reviews too, uh, which if you want to watch that or get, get into that part, you can go read his, his reviews. Uh, but, but I just want to, I just want to come at, without any kind of spoilers thing and say it does have a story. Um, and, and it is central to the, the movie. Um, and that story is, a, it's not just going, there is definitely action piece to action piece and that's the way you can the way they make it, but it has a story that is central and that you have to follow. And it is part one. So you don't know it all and you are wondered, left wondering. Um, so yes, it'll be a great thing to talk to you about. Um, um, yeah, I don't. Obviously, I don't. I don't think they would have two parts if it was like completely improvised on the spot. I don't know, man. They they got two parts of movies that are just terrible. You know, they shouldn't have two parts for in, in the first place. But yes, uh, well, I, yeah, I agree. I, with you, yeah, I I don't mean that they have a good plan, but it sounds like they <laughs> right, have right. a plan. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I'm, and I'm and, and I'm I will say I'm looking forward to the second one. It's not a. It's not a saying I good or bad on the first one just means that I don't know the whole story here and I'm looking forward to so I can piece the whole picture, especially now. I would even say after the second movie, piece together with the name of the title of it, you know, Dead Reckoning. Sure. No, that's an interesting thing. Um, cool. So I'm going to, you're going to go watch that and we'll talk about that next week. Uh, I watched that with uh, our buddy Justin um, and that was fun. Um, it's funny that you, that. you said it's set in Venice because this past week I rewatched um, The Italian Job. Mm-hmm. You've seen that, yeah. Um, good, good, uh, good chasing. Sort of, sort of classic heist. I, mm-hmm. um, I was talking to our buddy Fox sort of while I was watching it because it's from two thousand and two, two or three, um, and it's not so. You know that makes it twenty years old. That's a cool, mm-hmm. uh, cool thing to be aware of, and. <laughs> There are not a lot of ways that it dates itself, but there are a couple that are super dated. Um, Seth Green's character is uh, supposedly is the real inventor of Napster. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's so that's so 2002. <laughs> right? Like 2002, Napster was already dead, right? It had already been shut down for a year or two. And so like... You show this to a, I don't know, 15-year-old, and they're like, what is, what is that? It's like trying to explain the, the original Netflix queue, except 2002 is seven years before, well, before streaming. So normal Netflix was a thing in 02, but um, yeah, that was big. And I remember there being more Mini Cooper chase you know, uh, car chase, um, screen time footage, whatever word I'm oh, looking yeah, for the there. Mini Cooper. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. There's all these mini Coopers and there is some of that like in the, in the, the final mission, the heist they finally do. Um, but after they steal the gold and are getting away, that whole sequence, I think takes like five minutes at most. And I remembered it being a really big, um, um, part of the movie, and it is like it's the whole crescendo the movie is building toward, but um, it doesn't it doesn't last as long as I remembered because I haven't 
I haven't seen a movie since it was relatively new, like oh three oh four ish or something. Right. I remember it being pretty good. At least that that was my, my thought on it. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty solid. Like, um, you know, there's no like I said, it's a it's a little bit dated. There's a little bit of early two thousands uh, misogyny, as you <laughs> sort of expect. Right. Um, but it's good. Uh, good heist I've been trying you know kind of digging into heist movies a little more and compare and contrast different uh different styles cool uh okay so what else were there for, for films um i'm trying to think if there was anything that I, that I had seen there there wasn't anything. i wanted to go watch the jennifer lawrence thing um, because I'm a super Jennifer Lawrence uh, fanboy. No strings but... at no, uh, no strings attached is from 2011. Um, yeah. What's it called? It's like they hire her to date their son, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, it, you know what? I would love my parents more if they did <laughs> hire Jennifer Lawrence to, to, to date me. Uh, the thing that I think happens, not super. Often, but with some regularity in Japanese culture. But oh, really? I, I don't okay. know that it happens. Uh, yeah, that's a whole. That's a whole thing. Like they have a. I don't. I, don't, I want to get into this whole time, but um, <laughs> you're like, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's they have a. They have a. Uh, classification for people who are not they're sort of shut-ins and I guess some of them are in in more extreme cases but like um, men of and I think it's mostly men males of working age right so between 25 and 55 or something like that um, who are not working um, are not in training or education and are not seeking employment, like they're not looking for a job, they're just mooching off a family. Um, And, you know, usually there's some kind of like, I don't don't even want to really delve into the psychology of this, but they're very like, um, like, um, like goal oriented culture. And I think my, my sort of, armchair psychology on it is that you know they have enough like failures or setbacks that they just give up and and retreat into video games and tv anime whatever um and so sometimes what the relatives will do is hire somebody to (laughs) you know to date them for a while and get them outside and get them you know uh uh Resocialized, sort of, sort yeah. of thing, and and I've believe me, I'm not an expert on any of this, so you can email me if you want. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, what is the name of that movie? I'm com- I'm still completely drawing a blank on it. No. Anyway, uh, but you didn't get to see it yet. No, no. Uh, I I, wa- I want to. I do want to watch it because it's that. But it's also, to be fair. That's definitely one I can watch on the small screen. Um, sure, but you know, I, I I'm also 
I always said on the show and everywhere else that, you know, put, put your money where your mouth is. If you want to support something and you want to see more of something, then pay money to go see it. Um, you know, give them money. And, uh, and not just streamers, you know, actually give the, the movie theater when it runs. So if I want Jennifer Lawrence to keep making movies, I should go watch her movies is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, so, yes. But that aside, uh, I, I, the last one that's out right now that I, that I, I got to see is, is Indian Jones. Because I think I've seen most of the things, if not twice. Um, I'm actually looking forward to this weekend a little bit. Hopefully I'll have some time to go see two or three movies, which I, I always, my goal, my goal is always to see three movies in a weekend. I usually hit one or two, um, with, with my AMC movie pass that I, that I can watch. Um, but you know, the, the goal is always, you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is, is like, watch, watch one movie and then go somewhere else. Cause I, I like them so much. Some people are like, that's crazy, man. I see two a year and you're trying to see three in a weekend. Like, I get it. Um, as I've said before, the theater is my happy place. Um, mm. So, I did get to see something that was interesting. I watched the trailer for Dune Two, the Dune Part Two, right? Um, which is just looks it just looks phenomenal. I'm I'm really kind of excited about it, hmm. um, just because I have always thought that the Dune. I've never read the books, didn't know anything about the books. I've not read into the books or anything, uh, but I've watched the old movies. Was it 80s or 70s or some kind of thing? It's old, right? 80s, um, I think. And it was always too high sci-fi for me growing up. It was just Hard too, yeah. yeah, too th- thinky is the word I would say when I was fifteen, right? Too thinky. Yeah. Um, and you know, at that time or before when I was younger, I would watch like the Star Wars instead of the Star Trek because the Star Wars has got shooty shoot laser lasers and and, and bombs, and where Star Trek is the, the thoughts and the ideas, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm older and things are different now, and I can go back and watch something like the original Dune. And appreciate what it is. But I also, when you watch that series, you realize that it's like they shouldn't have made it at the time they could because they didn't have the true technology to the make technology, it. technology, yeah. You know, to make it. And it just looks not so great. From from the clock costuming to obviously the CG stuff that they would have. It's not CG back then. It was just, you know, effects. The visual effects, yeah. Right. Uh, to the set pieces and such, you know, they, they did great for what they had done. Who's listening? Don't, I'm not knocking Dune original. I'm just saying it's dated and you could tell it. And it was dated when it came out. It wasn't something that was fully believable. Um, a lot of it, those things are left to the imagination. Oh, the shield looks cool. Somebody was seeing, but your imagination makes it a little bit better in your type of things. Sure. But on modern day things, it's fantastical things that you could only your mind could imagine. And it's made real on the screen with the world we live in now. Um, and I thought the first one was a truly wonderful epic, but clearly it was just the scratching the surface of the story. And I've always thought that original story has so much rich world and stuff that I don't understand. And who are these Bene Gesserit priests and these women and these different characters that come on the screen just for a little bit of time. It felt like there's this massive world that I just don't know what's happening. And this movie, the first one, part one came out, feels that it's it's fleshing that out in a much easier to to understand way and it's big and the second one seems to build on that even more and they're going to make a third one that because one of the problems with the first movies or movie was that it just kind of ends there is a fight that happens and you think it's kind of left to oh then the good guys win and it's it's you know he fought this fight and then the good guys win eventually but they never really follow it up um and 
if there was another movie, they could have followed it up. And this one, they're going to do the third movie of it, the third act, and actually finish the story, um, which I'm excited about. So anyway, there's a lot to say that I just really am excited about it. I think it's neat. It's a, it, I feel that ultimately when it's said and done, if it's as good as the first one and continues on with the rest of them, this will be the sci-fi epic fantasy equivalent of Lord of the Rings uh, that you can say like, wow, that is a trilogy that you watch and you see it as one gigantic movie um, of an epic journey of people. Sure. So I'm hoping that's the way it was. It looks like it is. I totally obviously don't like the way they handled it, that they optioned one, didn't plan that they were going to give them a two before they did one, waited years afterwards, et cetera, et cetera, but whatever. So saw the trailer. Looks great. Excited. A lot to say that one. Cool. Uh, what else we got here? Um, earlier we, we mentioned uh, our show. We should probably get into that one. Sometimes we've been late keeping it late here. You want to talk about our Sisu show? Sure. You know, it's sometimes hard for me to keep track of what you're talking about when you call everything a show. A show? I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Every, everything, what is it? Everything that's a visual media on a screen of small or big is a show to me. Except you call the podcast a show. Oh, that's true. I do the show, don't I? <laughs> What 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 is it then? What is what is my definition? Is it just like media? Maybe maybe I don't know. Any any like media that you just consume? Except I'm sure you don't call books shows. I don't. I also don't call games shows. No, games are interactive. I assume you don't call audiobooks shows, though they're not that different from podcasts. I don't know. I think that um, I would call a an audio book. Sometimes I might refer to that as a show. Okay. Depending, depending. Yeah. Like if it's just one person reading it, but if there's a couple people reading it, I bet you I'd, I would. It just, oh, sure. Think like they a, call it a show, like a dramatized. Yeah, because it's then it's like a radio show. Radio show. There you go. Right. Um, anyway, and, and, and people would say picture shows that you know when I was younger, show. you know, yeah. go to the picture yeah. show. That's the movies um, and the TV shows. Yeah. Right? Yeah. T- TV show. Maybe it, maybe that's where it comes. I I, I get what you're saying. I yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's English, right? The words both like obviously, you say picture show, you say TV show. You're talking about visual medium. In the context of the podcast, you're talking about a show we put on, right? Like a radio drama. Correct. Right. right. Or well, not radio drama because we're not scripted. You know, quoting characters, but uh, it's it's. Yeah, a show like a talk show. Um, anyway, we are talking about the movie Sisu from last year, 2022. Um, I am not going to try to pronounce thought, any of the names. Reason, of... I thought that was 2023. I, I should have looked at that. I thought it was. I don't know. IMDb right. says 22. No, so. it's probably, it probably is. That's just what I'm saying. Um, it's <laughs> just what I'm saying. This doesn't have anybody in it that you have heard of, unless nope. you are presumably Finnish. Um, right. I'm actually, well, I said assuming. I, again, assume that's the case. Um, <laughs> everybody speaks English, except at the very end, um, which is kind of strange, but... Uh, yeah, it, it, I was surprised. I thought, for some reason, I thought because it's a Finnish movie that they were going to speak Finnish. I mean, or what, what do they speak in 
I, I, I have no idea. Um, That's a good question. Yeah, good question. Good question. Um, yeah, after watching the new All Quiet on the Western Front, that's kind of what I expected. But then they were speaking English, and I was like, okay, it's fine. I actually checked. I was like, is this dubbed? Is it? No, no, it's in English. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Do you want to do spoilers for this? or uh, Is there spoilers for this? I don't. I mean, some of the details are spoilery, but the big picture isn't. Um, yeah, I guess the details would be, but um, well, let, first off, okay, let's just let's let's do this this way. Do, um, do some spoiler-free first impressions. Or yeah, sure, for, sure. Uh, I'll say I'll start off with saying uh, it's it's. Uh, I described it to a couple of my other friends, uh, my Chicago friend group people. Is um, uh, if Russia did John Wick, but he's not Russian, he's Finnish, right? It feels like what you might say a stereotype of a big Russian bear guy would be, and them envisioning that guy being John Wick. Um, okay. That's kind of how I put it, because he's just an indominable force. Um, sure. That, you know, just wrecks yeah, yeah. force, you know, of nature type thing. That, that's the thing that I, I was looking for. I thought he was called Sisu. I looked it up later. Sisu in fin, Finland, in Finnish, whatever it is, means um, like grit and determination. And yeah, there's a fortitude. there's a title card at the start of the movie that explains that. Oh, is that what it, I must have missed that? Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's and that's what Sisu and that's that title is this guy, right? Like yeah, just one hundred percent. He's the definition of Sisu. Um, and yeah, the, the story's in the trailer. This guy discovers gold. Nazis come and try to take it from him and he fights them off like the whole movie. Right. That's, that's basically, yeah, that's basically the plot. I didn't think about this until you were just describing it. Um, that idea reminds me a little bit of, um, Bahubali. That, okay. That, that Indian movie that we watched yep. uh, from the poster. Um, just a sort of, I don't know, it's not quite as um, um, ridiculous as that was. Nobody's wrestling tigers or anything. <laughs> right, I forgot you. Um, yeah. I think that was that movie. Um, yep. Or maybe it was a bull, like a big uh well i don't know um yeah it i don't know this is maybe a little bit of a spoiler so i won't say that but um <laughs> this was maybe the most tarantino film i've ever seen not <laughs> well by tarantino okay i didn't think of that <laughs> but yeah okay yeah I'm, I'm with you there um it's it's very uh violent and bloody well yes i mean that, that should be i don't think that was said enough in the trailers or description it i i didn't watch trailers or anything but i when i was looking at imdb i glanced over somebody's review and they're like yeah the trailer didn't really uh prepare me didn't really prepare me for how violent how gory this was gonna be. gory seems like the wrong word but it's, it's I don't know. Gore. there's definitely gore in part in parts of this yeah um for for sure, 
the uh, yeah, so very gory, um, sometimes gratuitously so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think it's it's disturbing when you see it the first couple times. Uh, well, in right. spoilers, we'll we'll say some specific things, um, but I, I think after the first scene or two, when it gets gets that gets that way. I think yeah. I just kind of accepted that that's what this is, right? Yeah. You, it, is it's sort of, it does, it does kind of escalate, but it also starts high enough that you're like, okay, if you're gonna, if you're, if you're gonna bail, you bail now because it's, you do not, it now. It's, yes. It's, it's maybe going to get a little worse, but it's not going to get a lot worse. Yeah. Yes. Uh, right. It's not going to, and it doesn't, it doesn't actually, I think, um, it's about, it's, I think the beginning couple scenes are the worst. W- would you agree? Yeah, you you're, I, you're probably right. I mean, they do some pretty grisly things, but it's nowhere near, um, what I think the opening stuff is. So yeah, grisly, uh, when, when I, I when was going to say it, it escalates and I don't, I don't think it does like it, it has a little bit of a slow start. And then the first time you see violence is maybe some of the most, uh, outrageous violence in the movie. Um, yeah. And so it is a sort of like, okay, if you made it through this, now you, you can see the rest of the movie and you'll be fine. I, I, I very much agree with that. Uh, and so that, that happens. And when I, I mentioned going back to calling it John wick, um, because it's, it is one guy taking on in, what seemingly insurmountable odds. Yeah. hundred um, percent. And yeah. And, and every, every scene is a, no one can survive this. Um, how is he going to get out of the situation? And he just does. Um, and and you, so you go through, and obviously there is a way that it escalates, but I won't say because it it's kind of a spoiler. Okay, yeah, we can talk about that in a minute. Then. Um, so yeah, and, and you can he continues to fight off these these Nazis in different impossible kind of situations. Um, some he there are some very cool scenes. I think that John Wick is a cooler movie because the fight choreography is phenomenal and like mm-hmm. just unbelievable untouchable this one just has a, every bit of it is sisu like every scene he gets out of it because of pure grit and determination and endurance yeah. and willpower to make it through whatever it is so whereas john wick is massively highly skilled assassin type person this guy is just a bear mm-hmm. right and, and you're seeing it um, and then you get to the end and he just continues to prove it. And then it ends. It is, it ends with the, the end of the story, but it's not a big story, right? It's right. Ju- you're just there to see this bear get through the situation and get to where he wants to go. And whether he gets there at the end or not is, is the real kind of story, I guess. Um, yeah. and, and it's Nazis. You, nothing you do to them can be terrible, right? <laughs> They're Nazis. All right. So yeah. when you want to go to spoilers, we can talk, I guess, some specifics. Yeah, let's do it. We're going to talk about details of the plot and story of Sisu. So if you haven't seen it and don't want to have those details spoiled for you, skip ahead and we'll have final thoughts at the end. Uh, so what, what is, uh, what's a couple scenes that you liked? Um, the, the or, or didn't like, I said, so you can say that one. Sure. Um, I wasn't, prepared and this is why i say tarantino because i wasn't prepared for the violence when it when it came now i like i said i didn't watch trailers or anything so i wasn't prepared for anything but the movie starts so chill 
Like you yeah. get mm-hmm. that he like there's this guy and he's looking for gold in the middle of nowhere. Like they do these wide helicopter or drone shots to emphasize like he's in the middle of Finnish wilderness. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And you know, these guys, they let him go and then they're not going to let him go. And you're like, what's gonna, like you get a sense because they have the title card, right? Like when all hope yeah. is lost, Sisu doesn't translate into English, but this white knuckled determination and whatever. And some like, okay, he's going to do something like he's going to do some Jason Bourne stuff to, <laughs> uh, to deal with these five armed guys, armed Nazis trying to trying to rob him of his gold. And, you know, it starts with him putting a massive combat knife through a guy's skull. And I'm like, through the skull? Really? Is that? <laughs> I don't know, but maybe through the ear holes or something. And it's like, okay. And then there's more of that. And, you know, I, I think he straight up decapitates a guy. Um, sure. Sure. And that's, that's why I make the Tarantino comparison, because that is what I think of as Tarantino movies. Like there's long, there's more dialogue in a Tarantino movie, like the people just talking and talking and talking. And then, but it'll be this slow, tense thing, which is how this movie started, right? Like, you're tense because you know, well, I was tense because I knew the setup, right? The title card tells me what the word means, and the description of the movie says that he runs into Nazis. And the and they also give you, like, the status of the war, right? Like, what Germany is doing... Um, in regards to Lapland in this time. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, there's this guy. He's going to run into Nazis. Things like he's looking for gold, but like, you know, he hears a plane go over or whatever. And so it's tense. Like it's not, it's not full, like some Tarantino movies tense, but it's tense. And then there's this violence that is just over the top. Like, so far over the top. Right. As we say. Yeah. Um, and then same thing with the minefield. Um, <laughs> the minefield. The minefield, I, I got to interject and say, was a little absurd. Uh, there, there's yeah. a lot of things that are absurd. Obviously, you're suspending disbelief through everything here, right? Just because it's cool. But they have the big minefield scene, which is intimidating. And they set up how deadly this minefield is and the, the line of what we buried them all type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then they decide to have the women walk in front of the tank and now it's the minefield's no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as they put the women out front, like the, the minefield. So after it's killed like five or six Nazis. Yeah. By, um, by walking like three feet and then they explode. You're it, like, these are everywhere. You know, he, he picks up that rock and I'm like, what's he going to do with that rock? Like, is he going to throw it down the barrel of the tank? Like I was ready for anything at that point because it's what what I alluded to out, you know, before we went into spoilers, is what does escalate in this movie is suspension of disbelief. Like the things that he does become more and more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess up until the final fight with the Nazi officer, which is fairly mundane in comparison, right. except 
I mean, it is a kind of like, uh, I don't know what to call this. It's almost a superhero thing where the, the officer, the Nazi officer is whipping him with that parachute clip. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and he's like, credit. he's like blocking it with his hands and just completely getting wrecked by this dude. And then, you know, there's a slow scene. He walks away and he sort of sits, he's, uh, guy sits up, um, and then the next time he whips him, he just catches it, right? And mm-hmm. pulls it out of his hand and clips him onto the bomb. They showed the bomb, and I'm like, they're going to do something with that bomb. They wouldn't have showed us uh, Chekhov's bomb, uh, <laughs> Soviet bomb here, um, if they weren't going to do if they weren't going to do something with it. But before that, when he climbs in the plane using just a pickaxe, he also never loses that pickaxe. Never um, does, right? Yeah. I'm like, okay. Like everything up to that point was like, eh, maybe, right? Like <laughs> really? maybe, okay, right, right. maybe he finds the mines. Maybe he perfectly hits one with the rock. Like all the stuff he does up to that point. And I'm like, he jumped out of a motorcycle and spiked that pickaxe into a plane as it was taking <laughs> off. And then like uses the pickaxe to cut a hole in the bottom of the plane they don't show that from while underneath. he's flying. They, yeah, right, while, yeah. While it's in flight without falling off, without, the, you know, anything like a pickaxe is big and heavy and the plane is fast, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it, it's, it doesn't, there's no logic there when you're. Really, yeah, it's, you know. it's just, it's just completely out. And then the plane crashes, right? It crashes and there's no wreckage, but he just walks away from it and has his dog. Like, where, how did the dog find him? He was on that plane for so long. And then he's got the motorcycle again. I'm like, how long did it take him to haul that gold back to where that motorcycle was? Um, I, and, I'm actually and a the, little and then the impressed that you... I'm a, actually, I'm really impressed that you thought, at this point in the movie, you thought those thoughts. Like, I, I was... When he I don't through, know. Sometimes when he went I just the, notice stuff. <laughs> well, when he when he went through the minefield, that that was gone. Like, or sorry, when they walked when they walked the girl, women in front of the minefield, uh, I think that's when things for me were like, okay, it's you, you, I got to let all that oh, I got to let all that stuff go. And I think some of it also was the um, the the lake scene when he like drinks air out of their their throat. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> And you're like, or, okay. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it escalates, right? Yeah. <laughs> he, um, you know, like they hang him and he hangs. He hangs with a, with a spike of rebar into one of his wounds. He's hanging there overnight and then is, I mean, he's not fine, but he's still alive when the guys in the plane uh, um, show up. Right, like the next yeah. morning. The next morning. Right. O- yeah. Overnight, he hung from his neck, like spiked on. He didn't bleed out, and he didn't choke, and he didn't break his neck. Um, but right, he survived. The, that that was and kind then, of my my thing is like that. That you're at the, yeah, so, the part where so he's but, on the plane, and that by the was... time you get to the plane, it's like, sure, yeah, this is this yeah. is whatever, and that's and that's what reminds me of the of the Bollywood Bahubali kind of thing. It's like this guy is a superhero, and his yeah. And his superpower is he refuses to die. Like, yes. that's it. Right. 100%. Without question. Um, 
And, and, and that was, like I said, I, when you hit a certain point when he's, I probably, it was, it was probably the water scene was where I was also when, when bullets, um, they would shoot a billion bullets and none would hit him. Um, well, they would hit him, but he would just literally Stagger. shove dirt in there and then be fine by the next scene. And be fine, right, yeah. Um, so I know that sounds like we're, we're bagging on it, but, but that's what this is. That's what kind of what I want to say in the non-spoiler. That's just what this is. You're watching a big, unstoppable bear and bo- you know, boldo or bull even, bulldoze mm-hmm. his way forward. Right. Yeah. Um, there was there was a point in the movie where I was like, "Is this based on a true story?" Like, just kind of <laughs> amplified the legend. And as more and more stuff happened, I was like, "No, definitely not." Uh, like, yeah. not unless it's like combining several things where there were, you know, it's not a real guy, and there was this name, you know, this nickname thrown around, but nobody knows. And is it all really this? But it was actually multiple different guys or something but too much stuff happened where i was like yeah this is just this is just a legend it's like a disney movie not disney movie because there's no music but right it's like a superhero movie it is and, and you almost think that it's a a like a finnish superhero movie type thing it's right. like they're when they say what sisu is they want they've got a wolverine version guy that's or they're yeah. captain america or whatever it might be that's just Still 300 russians or whatever yes yeah. right um, and, and that's what this is, and it's very cool. And I and I just the same way that I like John Wick is completely unbelievable. And you know, you take two seconds to think about it, then you're you're ruining the movie. And and it's kind of what this was. Um, I think some of these things where you can suspend disbelief, and then it's just it's off the reservation. You're like, okay, now I'm done. He's he's walking with no legs, or six legs are bro- you know all of his bones are broken, and he's walking fine. Like that's now you're like, okay, now I'm not. I'm it's beyond suspended disbelief. This is absurd. Right. right. And, and I don't think, I think this one hit that a couple times. Um, but his show didn't feel very long. I don't think it felt like no, it just outstayed its n- welcome. 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed every bad guy dying. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed every scene that it went up was definitely a, how is he going to get out of this thing? There's right. no trees for miles around, right? Yeah. Um, and I was fairly satisfied. It, it wasn't always like the coolest, best thing in the world, but I was like, oh, that's he. He went as a superhero and breathed some other people's air out of their lungs to stay underwater. Of course, that's different, right? Um, yeah. So every yeah, it was, scene had a different thing. Yeah. It was weird. It was like kind of in a in a weird middle ground where um everything was unbelievable but in kind of mundane ways yeah. kind of like I'm with you yeah like he he's doing you know it's impressive that he's surviving but a lot of the things he he actually does once he survives to like kill them or you know hand out weapons to the girls that they've abducted from somewhere um Mm -hmm. is all kind of mundane like okay yeah he stabs them like he doesn't fly he doesn't jump you know he doesn't do anything spectacular um and so it was a weird mix for me 
or not. Yeah, right. No, yeah. And I, I, I enjoyed it because of those reasons you just said. And it wasn't enough, you know, uh, hokey. It was hokey. But it was you know, not, not enough that would, it pushed me out of it. So I'm done with sure. this kind of movie. And, and every scene had it. And then it ended and I was fine with the ending. I was also glad that there wasn't some deeper story. The most deepest of the story was the, the women that he rescued. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's not a story at all. It was just they rescued in there. Their story was that they were captured women, slaves, and they they helped him free themselves and then took the tank and were said that like they're all dead type thing when that that was that's the biggest story in the whole movie. Yeah. And there's no story there. Uh, and I appreciated that. Um so now, coming out of spoilers, I guess, with this one is that I appreciated sure. it for exactly what it was. Uh, I liked it. I enjoyed watching it. Um, I would definitely put it still in the, the John Wick category. John Wick's better. I would say if you haven't seen John Wick 1, go watch John Wick. Um, but if you like a John Wick kind of movie or uh, a y- – you called it superhero, and that's not wrong, but it's not like fantastical superhero with like shooting – claws out of his hands and lasers right. out of his eyes kind of super no um more like the guy from uh unbreakable superhero you know right um so uh, unbeatable type person uh and you know he fights nazis and uh, they're terrible people it's it's very black and white you know who the bad mm-hmm. guys are you know how the good who the good guys are um yeah and and, and there's not, not a lot of, there's not, not a lot of sympathetic nazis in case you were wondering they have a truck full of abducted women yeah they, they just continue to get worse all the it's, time it's, it's fairly clearly implied that at least one of them is uh um raping them right so right yeah yeah it's it's uh and and i appreciate that you know sometimes you're like why is everything got to be a twist or this guy turn on him or there's got to be a traitor or there's something you know, this is just straightforward exactly what you see in the trailer watch the trailer if you like the trailer, you will like the movie. That's my review yeah. of that, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, cool. Sisu. All right. So what do you have for me next week, Dennis? Uh, what did I pick? Uh, this is a movie called The Accountant. It's from 2016. It's uh, Ben Affleck, Anna Kendrick, J.K. Simmons, Jeff Tambor, John Lithgow. Oh, Jeffrey Tamborson? Okay. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people. John Berthall from uh what is he from? Baby Driver, Wolf of Wall Street. Man, I gotta add Baby Driver to the thing. I've not seen that and I wanna hear people rave about it. Yeah. That's that's one. You know what? I'm gonna add it right now, Dennis. We're we're adding Baby Driver to our to our list. Baby Driver. Okay, so the yeah. the accountant. Yeah, this, uh, I don't remember why I put this on my list. I'm sure that I heard about it on a podcast or something. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Count it. I'm, I'm there. I'm down with it. Uh, okay, so what do we got here uh, else this week? Oh, I was something I got I watched. So, you know, I, I, I'm sitting on for the PlayStation, and I've got all these games that are on my backlog, and, you know, should I start a new one? You know, should I, I want to go back and finish Horizon Forbidden West. I'm very close to the end, um, but it's going to take more time to finish it than when Diablo comes out. That, that's the big thing, right? What's the time mm-hmm. in between now and when Diablo season one comes and I invest in that? Uh, 
so I was like, ah, you know what, I'll do uh, Horizon, but no, I don't, I don't want to get ahead into that because I won't want to quit. So I loaded up the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Okay. And I think it's by Crystal Dynamics. It's, it's new that came out. Uh, I can't remember who made that one. I'm going to say Crystal Dynamics. I'm not sure. Um, Is that the one and, that nobody liked where the, the characters all look the same? Or did they fix some of that stuff? I don't know. I remember uh, no, hearing they, they definitely look different. They're, I don't think that's, that's a review for this one. Okay. Um, I might be thinking of something else or maybe they fixed it. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't have a lot to, to I just, I do want to speak about it here. Um, because I did, uh, play it, but, uh, I didn't play very far. I'm going to think I'm in chapter three. I don't know how far that is. It does not see, they go pretty quickly. Um, sure. so th- each chapter is kind of short and chapter one's just like the tutorial, learn how to play things. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. And, and yeah, so uh, I can see here the developers actually uh, Edios Montreal made this one with Marvel Entertainment were the developers. Okay. Um, so I will say the reviews I've had from this one. Oh, it's published by Square Enix. That's what I. That's what it was. Uh, Square actually. had made this one. Um, one thing that was off-putting to some people was that they are uh, characters that aren't they aren't uh, movie analogs. So it's not Zoe Saldana as as mm, Gamora. Right. It's Gamora. A totally, she looks like the comic book Gamora, but different outfits made for the game, right? And has a different voice and doesn't look like Zoe Saldana. And Peter Quill looks like a different character than Chris Pratt, right? Mm. He's got blonde hair and he's got a diff, kind of a different haircut, but he's the same character, right? But just yeah. not Chris Pratt. They're not recreating. Right. And that's some people's things like, oh, I just not used to not seeing, you know, Chris, this sure. Chris Pratt in this role, like, well, you know, that's how it is. Um, so that was one of the things. The other one was that it's on rails, um, that you don't have a lot of mm. areas to go. And I will say sure. 100% true. Absolutely. And the three things I did, there is nowhere else to go. Anywhere you go, like you're going down a hallway, there's a hallway straight there. You're walking with Peter Quill <laughs> as you're going, oh, there's a little hallway that goes off to the left. Okay. It actually goes four feet and there's a, a coin purse at the bottom that you pick up and then you go back onto the track. That's it. That's as far as going somewhere else you want to go is. Um, sure. But I will say this. I'm very much enjoying it because this is the other comment that most reviews are giving is that all of that doesn't matter because the banter and the story that you're going through is like watching a movie. It's very much like an interactive movie type thing. So sure. when I say you're walking down that hallway, you're actually uh, in one, like say act two, you're a prisoner and there's a teenage Cree girl escorting you through the ship. And she's talking to you about her mother, the captain of the ship and, mm. and her, her likes are just like, whatever. you're having a conversation with Peter Quill with her and you're making the choices. I points that'll come up with like a little decision wheel as you're walking down the hallway and you got a couple seconds to make, whether you support her decision or you're, you're going to tell her chastise her from her mom type stuff. And that makes the interactions totally different. You know, like she may give you the key, but whether she's going to be angry at you from now on because she you didn't side with her or she likes you a lot and dear you because you've taken her side. That's the character type stuff. So you're kind of making the movie as you go along. And mm, there's like a, so like a game. Yes, right. But there's a, there's definitely a lot more action. So you're doing action stuff as you're going and you're shooting your guns. Gotcha. And so far, I think you only play Peter Quill, but the entire team is there. Uh, fighting all with you at the same time. So when they're fighting on the screen, you can say Groot 
like hit triangle Groot, use your special ability. And then he'll like in swarm the thing with uh, trees or something. Um, mm-hmm. So you can have them do abilities on cooldown, but you're primarily paying Peter. Right. And then you okay. can up- upgrade them. But uh, again, the upgrade system is basically there's four skills and you just got to un- get a- save up enough money to unlock all four of them. There's not a gotcha. whole lot of tweaking talent trees or anything. Um, so the the game is pretty really shallow but the story is very fun very guardians every character already in the first two chapters even the first chapter are really really their characters it's a it's drax that's being here it's definitely groot and rocket you know and they're making their stuff that you would know from the movies and such like wow this is i'm really enjoying the interactions of guardians of the galaxy. They're not heroes. They're not evil, but they're somewhere in between, um, mm-hmm. which is really, really fun. And they're always at the run from the law. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. I like it. And that was a perfect pick because I can just stop the story and I don't have to think more about, do I want to tweak it? Do I want to grind to get this skill or put that? I don't, none of that matters. I don't do any of that. It's just playing the story for the next chapter, you know? Gotcha. Uh, so yeah, it's great. I'm really excited about that. I'm glad that I bought it when I did. Um, and I'm going to keep, you know, it'll be my, what should I play for a, a night? Play one chapter, a little bit more of the story, um, which is very cool. So yeah, I like it. Nice. Um, good things. All right. What do you got for us here, Dennis? Uh, we're on our list here. Oh, what'd you think of, uh, man, I don't want, I'm, I don't want to open up this can of worms and, and <laughs> our thing, but what'd you think of quickly? the most recent episode of strange new worlds. And I bring it up just this one episode because it's a very Spock centered episode and you're a Spock guy. Yeah. Um, well, we got 10 minutes. I know. I, I, I don't want you to rush over and push you 10 minutes here. At this, most. this episode was a frustrating experience for me because we've okay. had a couple episodes this season where either you or our friend Trotsky or both in one case, um, we're not into it. Okay. And, and it's hard for me because I love this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not say that I was not into this episode, but it was probably the least fun that I've had in this season two. Okay. Now I'll admit on the air, a lot of that was my state of mind when I watched it. Other, uh, on uh, external factors. um, it veered a lot into absurd comedy, um, which, again, in a different frame of mind, I might have thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, as it was, it mostly just kind of annoyed me. Annoyed is even a strong word. Um, just kind of made me sigh, I guess. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to say a, a, a softer word for, for annoyed. But like, rolled my eyes or... Or whatever, like, oh, sure. okay, that's a little, that's a little much. Like, did you have to go <laughs> that far with that? This, I, I, I see what you're doing here, and it's very, uh, um, blunt, very on the nose. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know, I don't know if I'll rewatch it. I might rewatch it before next week, but I've not done that with any of the episodes so far. I'm planning to maybe wait till the end of the season and then rewatch all of it. Um, but uh, we'll see. I, I, 
I, I, I have to watch. I, unlike you, I, I want, I'm going to watch it again. Um, when, what was I doing when I, when I watched it? I think, um, I ha- I put it on, um, I was in the bedroom, which I usually don't watch things in the bedroom. Uh, Beth got a nice TV and it was comfortable. Um, and I think I was going to go to dinner or something and I only had a certain amount of time. So okay. I put it on and I was going to plan on watching it. And then I realized I needed it to get dressed and do and get myself going. And, um, and I, so I, I was doing things in the middle of it. So I know that there's scenes that I wasn't fully paying attention to, which is something I yeah. usually do for this, this show. Um, and I do like, what's his name? Ethan Peck. Is that the guy that plays? Mm-hmm. Is that his mm-hmm. name? I, I like him in this episode because he doesn't play just Spock. What we know of Spock, right? Or we've seen right. Spock or, or any Spock we've ever seen. Um, he's playing Ethan Peck, I guess, or whoever he might be playing this version, um, which I didn't see. I only see him as Spock now since Discovery, sure. and I've never seen anything he's ever been on ever. So I don't know, or any behind the scenes footage. I don't even know. For, so for him to go into this totally different personality was really one, it threw me right off the bat. Two, it, mm-hmm. um, I appreciate it. I appreciated him. His, I actually appreciated his Spock a lot more. Like, wow, he's really doing a good job as Spock then. Um, so that, that, that was good. I'm a huge, I, I have super crushing on, on nurse chapel. So nurse I, chapel, of course. I, I, and it's hard for me not to like things where she's in it. Um, so I will say that's obviously a big plus an unfair plus to be ju- judging of, of an episode. Um, it's got Pike in it. But Pike isn't his captain-y self. There wasn't a lot of real adventure at all, really, with this one, mm-hmm. which I, I like. I might have said in the Discord, um, there's been mostly all just very heavy character-driven episodes this season. And yeah. I like that because I love these characters, and I love the actors and the cast. But I'm kind of ready, after this one especially, for an Alien of the Week type thing. Um, I want him to yeah. go explore somewhere or have a thing to go up against, you know, um, besides internal problems. Um, actually they don't really have a lot of internal problems. They have external problems. It feels like very next generation. Uh, we don't have internal conflicts type stuff with this crew. Um, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I don't know a lot of people that are fighting and I can't even think right now of people who fought internally. Um, or dislike each other, or have that kind of stuff. Probably yeah, I mean, there's some, like there's some sort of. It's mostly internal conflict, like, like inside the person. The person, um, right? But there's with, not like uh, crew members hating each other. Yeah, not interpersonal conflict. Um, but there, there was, there was internal conflict with um, Laan in her episode. Uh, two, oh, yes, three of course. Ago. Yes, right, yeah. And, and that's right. There, There's some bit of it, but in the end, usually they come together, right, type stuff, which makes it very episodic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, th- w- with this episode, I, I, I have a hard time. I, I appreciate what you're saying, uh, and I appreciate what other people have said. My own opinion of it, it's kind of mixed. All I can say is I want to say right now, if you put the screws in me, I'd say I like it because of the things I said. I like Ethan Peck's acting. I, I, I was aware of that. I like Nurse Chapel because she's cute and fun and good actress. Um, but I need to rewatch it again and actually think about all the stuff and mm-hmm. 
see if I like it for the story and what's going on and people that are in it. Um, cause there are also some things that are confusing. I didn't know where they were going with the aliens in this episode, what they were trying to do with it. And it really was nothing more than a plot device for, to, to yeah. have him what happened. Um, so that's a little disappointing, but I'll, I'm going to rewatch it again. I don't really haven't come down where I come down at, uh, in the end of the day, I will say this. It's better than most all episodes of discovery. It's my favorite thing to bag on, but it's true. Yeah, the the plot device aliens is a little, I hate to call it lazy writing, but it is kind of. Um, but it's also something that original series and Next Generation did a lot. Yeah. Right? So I can't be, you know, too harsh on it for that. I mean, the... the um, Dr... Mbenga and Pike episode last week or the week before. I forget now because we haven't talked about the show in at least three weeks. Um, yeah. Had a similar kind of like the problem on the planet was really just a plot device and they solve it by getting to the third act. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're but right. that's fine. Right. Like, very true. I very agree. Much agree. Yeah. They solve I, I, you know, it's the kind of thing, it's the kind of thing you sort of do in this, in this episodic storytelling. Like you don't have a ton of time, right? You have one episode. You've got to set up something new, do something with it, resolve it. And then the episode's over. Um, it's, uh, it would be unfair for me to say that I want that and then complain at the, uh, uh, accommodations the script has to make for that format. Um, yeah, not that, not that I think the writing is perfect. Like they definitely do things from like, man, who wrote that? Have they written things before? Because that was not great. But it's <laughs> very rare. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I, I, I like it because it's still good trek. I will say this. It's definitely one of those, well, I would say character thing. If I'm watching Next Generation, uh, I would say, oh, this is one of those Worf-centered episodes where him and Alexandra are trying to get, to, you know, working through their issues, right? Sure. That, that's what this is, right? This is a, it's advancing character relationships with two characters in specific reasons, right? Um, and yeah. then hopefully next week we will not deal heavily with that at all. Right. You have you have that. And then you move on. It's like this one. We didn't deal with um, Una at all. But last week we did. You know? Yeah. And we haven't seen um, Lanthanite lady. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's, what's, they should have her on there more often since since the lawn episode. Um, and again, that's a thing you can do in an episodic format. Right. Yeah. If we had an ongoing like, what are we going to do about the Klingons have the new wormhole canon or whatever stupid thing discovery would do um <laughs> we couldn't spend a whole episode on spock and his engagement to Tupring and how nurse chapel is involved in that and how pike is involved in that and not see you know any klingons or any like we would you know the audience would be frustrated that you just stopped the main plot to to talk about this thing um and and 
that's fine. Like, I would rather have these one-off kind of stories because so many other things, I'm in the middle of watching um, Succession. And it does that a little bit, right? There's not, the like, the ongoing arc is really just, you know, one big question that you're trying to answer, that yeah. they're trying to answer, whatever. Um, but when you, when you have long-form shows, I mean, we talked about this ad nauseum, but, um, you know, I have to remember everything that's going on. When something comes back around in an episode, I'm like, now who was this person? What, was they, what did they want? What are they, what's their, uh, what's their angle in this, in this political situation or whatever? And that kind of thing is good. But if you're watching four TV shows at the same time, not at the same time, literally, but, you know, one episode of each in the same week, like, I can't keep all that stuff straight. Right. Um, I'd rather just be able to sit down, watch a Star Trek, and then be done. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Um, the, the, the series can definitely do that one. Man, I, I, I do still pop in once every three or four weeks and try to watch an episode of Discovery, and complete opposite of that. You know, you, you got to know mm-hmm. what, there's got to be a long last time on. Uh, to figure out everything that's going on and everything that's happening and then every character and their history because this episode is going to deal with all their history back to the beginning of the, the series and every every race and alien and character has a history that's going to be talked about in this one. It's, it's overwhelming. you know. Beyond the fact that Discovery has its problems, that's one of them. It's definitely not a series or a, a episodic type show. Yeah, their their premise of like go way into the future and now we don't. I mean, I don't know. We could go back and listen to old episodes of the podcast and see how I thought of it at the time because I probably was suspicious at the time because I don't. I don't know. Sometimes I like when, and it just depends on the project. It's like anything, right? It's like how yeah, much I control. Agree. How much control do you give a director versus the producers? The money, you know, like a like a a Netflix versus a standard studio, you know, sometimes the studios make the directors make movies that are not great or that are all kind of, um, you know, good, but not great. Like, a like Marvel or, or any other Disney, um, kind of thing. Not that there aren't great Marvel movies, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes a director, a creative is given free reign and you get something like, uh, raised by wolves, which is just incomprehensible. Yes, um, man. I hate that you've remembered that show. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this is kind of the same way. Like when um, when 2009 Star Trek came out, the J.J. Abrams movie, mm-hmm. um, I appreciated... Now, again, we had had no Star Trek for years, and the last Star Trek we had was Enterprise, which started mediocre and went downhill from there. Um and so when J.J. Abrams came out and, you know, did this sort of time travel alternate timeline deviate from the canon, I was like, okay, now he just doesn't have to deal with it. I guess that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure I was more excited about it at the time because it was, you know, Star Trek and it was the original, not the original ship, but it was like the original ship, but doing cool stuff the way that Pike's Enterprise and Strange New World does even in the in the opening sequence, it's flying around in a way that we've never seen, um, at least not in the 60s 
well, definitely not in the 60s and still not even in the 90s, um, a Star Trek starship move. Um, but without being full, like, whatever. I don't know the point I'm making with that. Um, so, I, so I'm mixed on the idea of, is it better when the writers have full freedom full freedom but like are more free or is it better when they have a fence say like you can do as long as you stay within this you can do whatever you want that's you know playground um and with star trek i definitely lean toward the latter um because i've seen with shows like discovery and picard like what writers do when they are, are just given free reign and the result ends up being something barely recognizable as Star Trek. I agree. Um, I, I would agree with that. Anyway. Uh, uh, and, and, and yeah, well, what you might think of as Star Trek, right? Or an individual, or what mo- I would say majority of people would, would consider of Star Trek. Type stuff. And so the, all, all of that to say the, the time travel thing that they did with discovery, I think maybe had promise when they started it, but that I mean, I, I don't know if I've seen any of season four, but I watched season three. And I was like, this is just the same. Like there were some good moments in that. But it's like, okay, it's the future. And it's so far in the future that you're like, how come this is the same? And how come this is still the same? And it's just like, you've gone so far in the future that writers can just do whatever they want. And then it still is just the Michael Burnham show. Yeah. Um, well, so, I, I will say that with uh, bringing it back to um, the Strange New Worlds, there's obviously Trekkies are, are, are a certain breed, and you can go to the Reddits, which seems like a, a Trekkie's home, right? Um, kind of, yeah. It, it, like it's it made for that. them. <laughs> and, and so I, I obviously have and read a lot about stuff and ideas and theories and thoughts and meta and goes down the rabbit hole. Um, but, you know, there's a there's good arguments that um strange new worlds has already deviated from what would be the original series things um mm. that that there that it it might be in its own also kind of timeline universe type thing not not to the j j abrams extent um mm-hmm. but they but they are already doing some things that well that's not how that character is explained in this story or, you know, uh, yeah, I, it's, it's a long, people are looking at details of characters and who they are and what they talk and they go into what's, what's the, um, the wiki that they've got for Star Trek. Memory Alpha. Yeah. And they'll look at like side characters that were in the original series that are referenced in this one. They're, they're also background characters, something like, well, that character died before, so he wouldn't have been here or he's scarred. They just know these weird things, (laughs) you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. And they say, well, that, that. I think that kind of thing is why when the first Abrams movie happened, I was like, okay, sure. Just, just free yourself from the canon that, uh, I, I would have preferred, you know, they not do that, but I, it was understandable because I'm like, there is a lot of lore in this so much franchise. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you just, it's just hard when you try to throw a bone, it can also blow back on you, right? You know, oh, well, no, he was scarred. Therefore, he's not scarred here. And it's important <laughs> to his character that he's scarred because he has that right. episode in the original series where he's ashamed of it. And now he doesn't have a scar, you know? Um, so, 
it, that's a tough thing. And that's why people will, some people will say, well, there's a lot of things that Pike's iteration of the characters has, has already changed some things slightly, but enough to matter. Um, I think, um, Oh, the big one was, um, the con episode. Uh, the, the fact that the movies clearly say dates on when he's supposed oh, sure. to have done things. And then they, right. they move it 30 years in the future. Um, and they explain it in the con episode, why it's, he's been delayed and why they go back to like, was it Toronto in, you know, 2029 or some kind of thing. You're right. Not too long. Instead of 1997. Oh, it's 2027. Right. Um, and they're like, well, this is what things have, things have been delayed 30 years. So if that's the truth, that means like if strange new world continuity is the thing, then con the wars don't eugenic wars don't happen in 1997 because we all sure. know in real life they didn't happen in 1997. Right. So therefore either strange new worlds is in a different timeline or the original series is no longer can prime canon. Sure. Right. So, and it's, yeah, that's the kind of thing uh, we're in the weeds. I know we're in the weeds. That's, that's so, why I just, I just wanted to bring it up. But like that's, that's the kind of thing that could change and everything else stay the same. Right, like it's far enough in the past that like, oh, this happened in the 2030s instead of in the 1990s. Like everything else in the Star Trek universe, 200 years in the future, could be the same. Sure, right. Right, right. but, but I get what you're saying. Like it is... Like Khan walks out and says in 1990, he says a number, right? He's right. who lived in it. He was there. He went, it wasn't in the history books that may have been thing. It's a... Fact is what we can say, right? right. So, and that sure. fact is now different. Um, mm. So, yeah, yeah, it's you know those those things also to me are fun a little bit. I'm not, I don't put any weight in them and don't care. Um, you, you're missing the point, but I like that people. I think, get what you're saying. Yeah, think these deep things, um, which is pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get another episode this week. Okay. Uh, you have been listening to the front porch. This is episode three hundred and six. Thanks always to our friends at LRM Online. Uh, you can check them out for reviews on things. If you want to reach out to us and tell us everything Michael is wrong about the Star Trek canon, uh, <laughs> you can do that via email. Our address is frontporchpod at gmail.com, or you can go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, and use contact forms there to reach out to us. If you enjoy the show, please consider subscribing wherever fine podcasts are sold. And while you're on those services, if you would leave us a review, hopefully a positive one. We appreciate that. It helps out a lot with those nasty algorithms. As always, thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For the Front Porch. Night, everybody. See you next time. Bye.